Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds, staff writer at Jezebel, and I'm sitting across from the angelic, intelligent, and beautiful Madeline Davies. Hi, Maddie. Hi. I pay her to say that every time. (laughs) We are here today um, with special guest Dodi Stewart. We'll be talking about plastic surgery and celebrities later on. The things that they wanted to quote unquote fix were usually had to do with like ethnic features. It's a very good conversation. I hesitate to use this word in relationship to plastic surgery, but it's juicy. It is. (laughs) It is. It is indeed uh, juicy. Sick. Plump. (laughs) A plump topic. (laughs) But before that, we are going to talk about the dirtiest dirt of the week. And first up is some shit from our favorite person in the world, Taylor Swift. As I was saying to you before we started rolling, I'm I'm so sick of talking about Taylor Swift. Um, And I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing about her, but somehow she keeps... Finding her way. Snaking her way in. Snaking her way in. Because she, I mean, so Taylor Swift, after a protracted social media campaign that involved scrubbing all of her her Instagram, her and her Twitter, like deleting everything, reemerged with a couple of videos of snakes. That snakes. They're just snakes. Just some snakes. Just, you know, non, just snakes. And then she... I mean, and it's a reference. It's a reference, it's a reference. to uh, the Kim Kardashian Snapchat leak. Right. In which she exposed Taylor for actually being in on the Kanye famous line. famous lyric that she had publicly decried. Right. For all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. For all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Oh, yeah. I thought I just had a responsibility to you as a friend. And so her Instagram then, like Kim and Kanye fans were just bombarding her Instagram with snake emojis. <laughs> Which I love um, so much. Yes, it's very, very I really funny. really enjoy it. <laughs> um, but so Taylor is, I guess, reclaiming the snake. Yeah, or just claiming it. Claiming it. I mean, okay, yeah, just claiming it, I suppose. There was no reclaiming of anything. In any case, all this to fucking say, she released all this bullshit, all this buildup, the snake stuff, whatever. She released a new song called Look What You Made Me Do. No, I don't like you, but I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead, I do it all the time. I got a list of names and yours is in red under. And it is garbage. It is quite bad. It is, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it's, um, like a kid's bop version of a Peaches song. Yeah. It's just like, it's Taylor, like, being bad. Like, I'm bad. Ugh, it's yeah. bad. Well, the song is bad. Her album, her like upcoming album is going to be called Reputation, and it's all about how her reputation was destroyed by this one fucking thing. Um, and now she's reemerging as mm-hmm. kind of like this like dark angel. Yeah, this is Dark Taylor. I hope you guys are ready. I'm not ready, personally. Yeah. 
I mean, in one way, it feels more honest where it's like I kind mm. of would like her to embrace her scariness a mm-hmm. little bit because mm-hmm. I am afraid of her. No, definitely. I mean, um. yes, yes, 1,000 <laughs> percent. I would not want to be on her bad side. No. I mean, if she, if she knew we existed, we would be. But oh, We'd be squashed like ants. Yes. But Sunday night mm. at the VMAs, she debuted her video for Look What You Made Me Do, which Involved her, a zombie Taylor crawling oh my from God. a grave that says something like, here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. reputation. <laughs> I will say that she was in like zombie makeup for like, I don't know, like half the video. And yeah. I was surprised that she allowed herself to look kind of ugly, but yeah. she was also still kind of like a cute zombie. Well, in like this dress she's wearing as the zombie is very like old Taylor, like it's yeah. very pageanty. Oh yeah, and then it kind of cuts to her now, and she's like all in like leather, like corsets. dominatrix, like dominatrix light bullshit. Yeah, with like Todrick Hall oh, behind my. her, just you know, a crop top that said "I Heart TS," a little ref to the Tom Hiddleston T. Anyway, so she's doing this. Uh, we are powerless to stop it. Truly. Like, really, truly powerless to stop it. It's going to keep happening. Um, so everyone just just buckle up. The lyrics of that song, I get that it's, like, somewhat about Kim and Kanye. I don't feel like it makes that much sense. It does not. And so, good. Okay. No. Because I'm also like, am I, like, too dumb for these dumb lyrics? No. Because it's just, like, it's all over the place. I mean, she starts off, like... I think one of the first lines is like, I don't like your tilted stage or something. games don't like your tilted stage. The role you made me play. This is a direct reference to all of Kanye's like sets for his last tour. That one I got. That's like the eat, right. But then everything else is just like a muddled, like, it's like a shitload of subtweets, but you're not even really good at, the actual subtweet. It's just right. like a bunch of like, I don't like you because this the something very vague. You fuck things up for me. Yeah. But it's like very unclear what you fucked up and who the you is. Yeah. In this. Like, what are you ta- like? Do you mean like the society at large? Because right. they haven't done sh- like, I'm sorry. Like society has been very nice to Yeah. Young they've Taylor. actually just helped you, madam. Yeah. Whew. Damn. <laughs> also, like the ending of it, she like is like kind of making fun of all of her past selves. Like it ends with like a bunch of Taylors like throughout the ages. So there's like the you belong to me Taylor. Oh, yeah. She's like on top of like a mountain of her like discarded former selves. But then they talk at the end. They do. They have a little combo. You guys! Stop making that surprise face. It's so annoying. Yeah, you can't possibly be that surprised all the time. What's with that bitch? Don't call me that. Y'all. Oh, stop acting like you're all nice. You are so fake. Oh, there she goes, playing the victim again. What are you doing? Getting receipts. I'm gonna edit this later. Uh, I-, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. And there's like the Taylor who like got interrupted at the VMAs by Kanye, which is like, how is this still a Why thing? are you still talking about this? Thank you so much. Dreamed about what it would be like to maybe win one of these someday, but I never actually thought that would happen. Uh, I sing country music, so thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I... Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. 
One of the best videos of all time. Well, and then she says, like, I like I don't want to be included in this narrative or whatever her line was oh, yeah. uh, in response to Famous. Right. And then everyone's like, shut up. Like, all the other Taylors tell her to shut up. And, like, one of the Taylors does, like, her, like, surprise thing. Yeah, like, and all of them are like, you're so fake. You're not mm-hmm. surprised. One more thing, though. Yes. The, like, really, like, super trendy Taylor that I don't know what the reference is to. The it's trendy like Taylor. The one who crashes the car in the video. Oh, oh. She's like, I'm editing the receipts to make it seem a certain way. And I'm like, is that a reference to, like, oh. like what receipts has she ever presented? Or is she True. making fun of Kim? I think I saw a tweet that, like, said that was a subtle dig to Katy Perry. That entire section yeah. when she's like in like the blonde, like the different, like the outfit that like you've never seen her right. in before in the car. And there's like a cheetah next to her. Yes. They said that is a Katy Perry jab, but I am not well versed enough in Katy Perry's oeuvre to, <laughs> <laughs> to actually, to parse that. Maybe right. it's from, Ro- I don't know. That's. I would actually genuinely love to hear an explanation for that just so I can file it away for pettiness. Oh, and the other thing is that Con- – so Taylor is basically still hung up on this Kanye, Kim bullshit with the lyric. And as of recently, Kanye has – Kanye's moved past this. He's not really – I don't think he's even like really aware that it's happening. No. no. I think he's doing his own thing. He's like trying to like live his life. Yeah. In yep. whatever Kanye way he's so true. <laughs> However, he'd like to. Um, and then, yeah, there was some quote that was from TMZ that was like, Kim assumed that this feud ended last year when she, like, killed it dead. <laughs> Which, Which is a fair assumption because she kind of did. Yeah. But Taylor's just harping on it because I I don't know. So the that video was debuted during the, the VMAs. VMAs. Um, kind of the only other remarkable thing that happened at the VMAs was the – Great, great, great nephew of Robert E. Lee, mm-hmm. uh, Reverend uh, Robert Lee. The fourth. The fourth. We have made my ancestor an idol of white supremacy, racism, and hate. As a pastor, it is my moral duty to speak out against racism, America's original sin. He introduced the mother of Heather Heyer, who is the protester who was killed in Charlottesville really tragically Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. It is my distinct honor to introduce Susan Bro, Heather Heyer's mother, who is continuing to magnify Heather's work. Thank you, I love you guys too. Only 15 days ago, my daughter Heather was killed as she protested racism. I miss her, but I know she's here tonight. Susan Bro came on to give a really beautiful, touching mm-hmm. speech about what her daughter's life meant mm-hmm. and sort of how her daughter gave up her life to fight for love and mm-hmm. for acceptance and against hate. I want people to know that Heather never marched alone. She was always joined by people from every race and every background in this country. I always find it very interesting when the VMAs, like, gets political. When the VMAs tries to be serious. Yeah. Just because I don't feel like it really ever works because the room is so loud. Mm. Where it's just like, we can hear it because they're all mic'd up. Yeah, But it's yeah. also like, 
I don't know. I feel like every time they've like tried to do a moment of silence or that type mm. of thing, it's like there are so many people in there and most of them are like very young. And they're like wrestling around and, and like not paying attention. Yeah. It's I mean, I was impressed that they did it and yeah. I think they handled it. I think the both um Robert Wrightley and uh Heather Heyer's mom, I think they both Spoke very eloquently. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was I don't nice. mean to like Denigrate shit on the right. moment. No. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. It just is like, I always feel like it's such a hard room to. To like play to and that kind of thing. And it kept cutting to celebrities who like were kind of just like idly clapping. And like it doesn't make anybody look good, which maybe is for the best. Like maybe. Yeah. I mean, expose <laughs> these idiots for the shallow assholes <laughs> they are. I mean, it was she. Heather Heyer's mom also introduced the Heather Heyer Foundation. Yeah. And then she, I believe, was also introducing the nominees for, like, the social justice. Yeah, MTV did, like, a social justice award this year. Right. Through their diversity, these six videos show there are many ways to take action and many battlegrounds in the fight for social good. That featured a lot, like, a video from the Hamilton mixtape about... Immigrants. A video featuring Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas with Shailene Woodley about the Dakota Access Pipeline. And like the 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 catch was that they all won. They all won. There was one thing where I was just like, all these little assholes in this mm, amphitheater mm. better go register to vote. Yeah, because I bet most of them have not. Exactly. And that's just based on demographics, right? Um, where it's just like, all right, like I have a lot of faith in the Tumblr generation. You do. That's nice. I think like it's interesting that like because of the internet for all of its flaws, mm. like if you are a kid in the middle of a Republican district, mm -hmm. you can like find stuff online that could potentially change your mind. No, that's true. That's very true. And it's like, you know, while there's like always like a lot of hate speech online, I think there's also particularly among younger people, mm -hmm. there's like, you know, it's like they're more gender fluid than ever before. Mm -hmm. They, you know, at least outwardly are less racist than ever before yeah. for the most part. I yeah. mean, of course, there's like some your really- pockets of yeah. bad, right. We're just like, okay, now if they could all register to vote and, like, start getting political mm -hmm. and maybe even, like, start running for their, like, local offices and that yeah. type of thing, uh, then I believe in them. Yeah, I agree. But they got to take that first step. They do. I mean, I, don't, I wonder if, you know, saying, encouraging that first step from, like, the stage of the VMAs would actually have any impact. I doubt it. I mean, yeah. like, I remember, remember, like, vote or die. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Still... Diddy recently took his vote or die campaign to Oprah, where Christina Aguilera brought along her own message of democracy. We're making a movement, people. We're making a movement. And then it like yeah. turned out that most of those celebrities weren't registered to vote. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no. No. I mean, again, I it, it wasn't, I don't feel like the responsibility is on MTV. It is not. Because I don't it think that certain. would work. No, it would just they would fail. It's just setting them up for a failure. <laughs> yes. From the from the outset. But 
this is just my plea because I'm mm-hmm. sure all of uh, I'm sure like the newly voting <laughs> age set is just dedicated to <laughs> listening to these two women in their 30s. That's true. Like, talk shit about the people they love. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they lo- they love this, so that's great. Uh, um, but yeah, it's just yeah my plea. And the last thing that I would like to discuss briefly is the end of Game of Thrones. It was how long? It was like an, it was an hour, hour and, and twenty. This is a long, long season finale. We'll have some like really minor spoilers, nothing major. Oh shit! Yeah, nothing. Um, but just so you know, if you like don't want to hear anything, like just fast forward, just fast forward five minutes mm-hmm. because there are some thoughts I I have. Oh, I'd love to hear yours. Speaking of please, yes, I would like to make a plea uh-huh. to the dumbass showrunners of this show, Benny Off and Weiss. Benny Off and Hello, Weiss, sirs. I have an idea for a couple. Oh. Here's what I would like to happen. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I want Sansa and Podrick to get together. <laughs> Why? Why? I have I have a full Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. I have full yeah, thoughts. Yeah. I'm ready. It. I'm ready. One, I think she needs someone who is loyal. Yeah. Who is grounded. Yeah. Who is not threatened by a woman in power. Deaf. He is all those things. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that she has been in such traumatic, sexually abusive relationships sure. that she should be with someone who, like, knows how to hit it right. <laughs> <gasps> You're right. Who can, like, show, like, yeah, guess what? Like, sex can be, like, a loving, mm-hmm. great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that man is Podrick. That would be cute. I don't I just want to, like, really push for that. That would be really nice. I would let that. That sounds good for Sansa. Yes. She deserves something nice. I have, like, long been a defender of Sansa. Yeah, same. And she's, like, now definitely my favorite character, I think. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, want good things for her. Yeah. I think she's earned it. She's been through so much. My other plea for this show, mm. lay off Theon. Oh, I know. It's time to, like, yeah, he fucked up. Like, He's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, either, yeah. Either kill him or, like, stop. Just, like, stop harassing him. the shit out of him. Yeah. I think, Yes. He knows what he he knows what he's done. I think he's aware of his mistakes. I'm probably definitely like forgetting some incredibly heinous moments, Mm. but I'm also remembering a lot of heinous moments Mm -hmm. in the show. Mm -hmm. I actually think that like his story arc has been like the most grotesque. Beyond's? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've like found that like for all of like the rape shit and all of everything that's happened on the show. Extreme violence, right? I feel like his story arc has been the one that I actually find like most disturbing and unnecessary. Yeah. Which is not to say I don't find anything else disturbing and unnecessary, but it's just like that stuff I feel like they've just like really leaned into in a way that there's no pleasure in it as a viewer. Mm -hmm. Not saying that like we need to be like having fun the whole time, but it's like it's not entertaining. It's just just excessive. Yeah. Like very excessive. I agree. I mean, he, they put him through a lot just like torture porn at this point. Yeah. Like there is a fi- there is a line. Right. I feel like the show very often crosses yes. that line many times, all the time, maybe once to two times an episode, I would say. Overall, I'm the glad the season felt kind of like oh. it was so all over the place. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. No, not a, not a lick. They are just like nope. playing real fast and loose yep. with the role with the rules. Yep. On last night's episode, there was a creature that was flying. That's wings were riddled with holes. Yes. Oh my god. Which is like rules it was of like physics. Decaying. Exactly. We'll just see what they do. 
how they wrap this shit up. I think, one, I'm really thrilled I don't write about this show anymore because I used to do the Game oh. of Boners thing. Oh, right. Um, like our recaps a lot. I now can kind of enjoy it again because I'm not it's hard when watching, you're, I'm mm-hmm. not writing about it. So I can kind of be like, this is so stupid yeah. that I love it. Yeah. But it took a long time for me to get there where now it's just like, all right, I don't have any stakes in yep. this. Recapping a television show will make you want to die. Yeah. And will also like suck any life or fun out of that television show that you might have once previously enjoyed. So true. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what these idiots do how to wrap this wrap this shit up next year or in 2019. Or I don't think we'll see a new season until like 2020. Something right. tells me they're going to be like, no, the weather. Like, I want to use this castle, but it, like, fell down. The weather. <laughs> they have so many fucking excuses, although apparently they're filming. They're, like, just starting to film now. Okay. But I just, I'm getting a vision of, like, global warming is, like, fucking up the snow that I wanted in, like, Croatia at this castle. That, I feel like, is, like, the one thing that could get Americans on board with global warming. Is if it like, fucks guys, up it's game. fucking up Game of Thrones. <laughs> Everyone would be like, oh, no. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, can I tell you another theory really randomly? Yeah, please. So I've been thinking a lot about, like, what could possibly turn Donald Trump supporters against Donald Trump at this point. Oh, my God. Just because he's done every horrible thing. Sure. And yeah. I think that then people don't care. Yeah. Because it's like they like it. Yeah. Or they like that it makes liberals mad. Or, you know, like, the people who are, like, his his fan base like uh-huh. there's very little that he could do to make them turn their backs mm-hmm. you know who i think the hero could be mm-hmm. dirty jobs mike Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> i just haven't thought about that man in at least five years i was trying to think who is the but one person that that base right. would actually listen to you're fucking right and he's the only one i could come up with yep that's amazing so mike Rowe. Please. If you're out there. Sir, Mike. <laughs> Just help us out. We need you. I love that. Thank you. That's really good. I've been thinking about it for like literal weeks now. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh, that guy came out. Everyone would be like, oh. What? Where is he? Is he still, is Dirty Jobs still a thing? I don't, I have no idea. He's okay. on a lot of commercials. He is. I'm Mike Rowe and I'm spreading the word about Ford. Leading me to believe that maybe Dirty Jobs is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Right. I don't know. So what if he just like went on a Ford commercial wearing like a political T-shirt that oh. says, I don't know, and white supremacy or something? I would I would scream for like 30 seconds to a minute at my yeah. television if I saw that. Or That'd just, be insane. Yeah. Make, you know, universal health care <laughs> is good. Don't, you know, quit abusing immigrants. Quit abusing immigrants. Again, none of these are catchy. No. We, we, we can we, sit down with Mike to, like, to work on Right. Out. We're going to have like a workshop. The slogans with yeah. Mike, but it's we just you just need to get Mike on board. Saying the seed of the idea is there, it and just got to bloom into the tree. Gotta just water it, fertilize it, and then, and then there we go. I love it. Thank you. I'm <laughs> something I I'd never never occurred to me, but it's a really good idea. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> solid. I don't know why thing. I have so much faith in it. I'm just like, if he came out, no, but swinging. I think I really do think. I mean. Out of all of the possible people that you could have said could have come out of your mouth, Mike Rowe is the one. He's the one. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> 
Our guest today is part of the Dirtcast family, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. She is my favorite human. I say this every time she comes on. I love her so much. We have Dodi Stewart. Aw, thank you. Dodi Stewart, the head of Splinter. Hi. Uh, you're definitely on in my top five of favorite humans. All right. I mean, same. It's a tier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. That's the one thing I've ever borrowed from Mindy Kaling is she's like... Someone I think it was on the Mindy Project was mm. like, you have so many best friends. And she's like, it's a tear. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, it's so a good system. Megan's on there, too. Oh, my God. She's up there. Um, but I'll take top five, <laughs> okay. honestly. All right. Who's number one? <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot? Oh yeah, I want you to, It's going to be like one of your siblings, and I want to hear which one. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, I can't. I feel right, like that's the okay. fifth. I can't. Uh, so Dodai is here to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which is celebrity plastic surgery through the ages. And I think it was Dodai who first like really schooled me <laughs> about who had what done. Mm-hmm. Um, she is incredible at like spotting just very, very subtle differences in people's faces. I mean, usually when somebody that you haven't seen in a while looks amazing when you see them the next time, it's because they had something fixed. Yeah, a little a little <laughs> tweak, a little pull, a little nip, a little tuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, people out there where they're you know, lauded for their, like, natural beauty. Right. It's like if you do a little digging. I know my mom always gets really mad about um, Susan Sarandon, where she's oh. always like, she's like, yeah, she looks great, and everybody says that she looks, she's so natural, and she's like, no woman my age's neck looks that way. Oh, wow. That's oh. her thing is she's like, the neck is where you. Okay, well, I'm going to have to Google see Susan age? Sarandon's neck. Um, yeah, she was like, she's like, if she had just aged naturally, her no, neck wait. would not be that taut. No, that's a good point, though. I mean, my mom's smart. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about next. Yeah. The, okay. Well, I mean, okay. it's like people say that about Helen Mirren too, and she definitely, mm. I think, has had some neck work. And man, she's yeah, so beautiful. She yeah. is. I mean, again, it's like good advertisements for it. It, you know, it makes me think more seriously about getting a jump. <laughs> But I don't. I actually was surprised in doing some research at how far back reconstructive surgery goes. Where it's like goes back to like ancient Egypt, where mm-hmm. people were doing like body modification stuff. And then basically, just to give like a very abridged history of how it got started, the first breast augmentation happened in 1895, and it was uh, back fat being put in the breast to correct symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is kind of like early fat transfer. It is. Oh, back fat. Oh, back back fat. fat. (laughs) All the things you can do with back fat. So versatile. Oh, I like back fat. (laughs) And then the first implant was created in 1899, and it was made of paraffin, beeswax, and vegetable oil. Which sounds fucking awful. I was going to say it sounds very like wellness. It does sound very like, yeah, it does sound like that you could introduce something like that now. It'd be like all natural breast implants. Yeah. And it's like jojoba oil and <laughs> beeswax Coconut and like yeah. people are like, you're totally. on the beach and you just start like shit just starts like leaking melting in your... a weird way. You just always like smell stains. like sunscreen. <laughs> Someone is like, "What is that?" And you're like, oh, "I'm sorry, it's just my breath. Yeah, it's fine. I'll fix it later. It's natural. Leave me alone. Can't have it be perfect." <laughs> but like plastic surgery as we know it was basically jump-started by World War One because so many soldiers, like, had really disfiguring injuries. And mm. so facial reconstruction became a pretty big thing. 
a lot of doctors began to specialize in it, got more and more attention for it. There was like the most popular doctor. I won't be able to pronounce mm-hmm. his name, but it's uh, Dr. Varstad Kazanjian. Kazanjian. Yeah. Varstad Kazanjian. There you go. He's considered the founding father of modern plastic surgery, um, and he's the one who kind of is credited for uh, increasing the stature of it. So he's sort of like why people who didn't have disfiguring injuries were like, eh, I kind of want to. Uh. I mean, I just feel like in those situations where it is, I mean, it's like glasses or a prosthetic leg or something like that. It's like, it's maybe not medically necessary, mm-hmm. but it helps you feel more human. Like right. it just feels really different than the cosmetic surgery that we know today. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I remember some friends getting very mad at me once for wearing fake glasses. <laughs> 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 and they were just like, that's like walking around on crutches when you don't have a broken leg. And I was like, yeah, I did that too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get yeah, your I feel. Know, man. I'm doing that. Yeah, I understand this. I think I spent like half of my childhood with like a quote unquote sprained ankle. Oh my God. But it was just because I really liked like the. Oh my God. <laughs> the drama of it all. Yeah. The drama of the incredible. attention. Mm-hmm. That no, is a nice fun fact though. I like that. Sure. Just doesn't everybody like paint a really terrible picture of me? <laughs> <laughs> Someone like, who like has like Munchausen basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really revealing things about yourself. Yeah, well, you know, it's like my fans are my fam, you know? Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, okay, plastic surgery, I think in Hollywood, it's interesting. The early days of plastic surgery. Um, there's a bunch of stars, like famous back then, famous now stars, like Mary Pickford, she had a botched facelift that left her unable to smile, which is insane. Yeah, that's so – I mean, I was like – I guess it's probably not that different to how it's done now, but I was reading about, like, how facelifts happened mm. back then, and it was basically just, like, cutting a huge chunk of skin out by your mm. ear, and then th- that wound would, like, tighten your skin back. Oh. So, like, you would look very, like – basically, it's like when you're uh, when it would heal, it would, like, pull, pull things. I mean – it seems pretty easy to fuck that up. Yes. Yeah. And you saying like, I'm sure that's like what they do now. It's like, just think of all the medical advancements that have happened in like right. anesthesia and uh, just basic anatomy and knowing sure. like what's attached to what and what will give you nerve damage. <laughs> it's almost like so I, like, I think they were, they, I, I, my guess is they had no idea what they were doing. No. No. I mean, they, like, had just figured out, like, you should wash your hands. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, plastic surgery was, like, looking at the face and being like, okay, I guess if we, like... Yeah, like... I'm going to just do this. We're just going to pull on this. Like, oh, that looks fine. Just cut that. Just cut that. That's okay. Mary Pickford just has a permafrown for the rest of her life. I can't smile. Um, Rudolph Valentino had his ears pinned. Yeah. So he, like, kind of was considered a bit of, like, a, a dork. And then he had his ears pinned back, and then he was like, heartthrob. He was yeah. hot again. Um, so did a bunch of girls that I went to junior high with. Oh. <laughs> Before their bar mitzvahs. I was going to say, oh that's like a, it's like a very common uh, like 13th birthday gift. Wow. Yeah. It's I, so funny because like little ears sticking out is so cute. Yeah, who cares? I think it's fine. Your head will grow into your ears also eventually. For some. And even, For some. Yeah, even For if they some. don't. Yeah. One uh, President Barack Obama. Yeah. Good point. One of, when I was researching all of this Hollywood plastic surgery stuff, there was one site that 
posited that he had a nose job, and I was not convinced. <laughs> oh no, I need to see a before and after. <laughs> I'll I'll send it to you. <laughs> it was just like it was very it was very funny because it was just like if it is if it was it was like I mean your face does change as you right. age. Mm-hmm. But then there are things that aging just can't do. Well, yeah. and there's also people who are like, no, I just grew up. And you're like, mm, no, right. you like yeah. had work done. You now have like a button nose. That's not how that works. <laughs> Benjamin button. <laughs> who else? Rita Hayworth. This is one of my personal, not favorites, but it's because I think it's really fucked up. So she changed her name, dyed her hair, had electrolysis on her hairline. So she went from being a brunette with like a low hairline to a redhead with, I guess, more forehead exposed and <laughs> glamorous, very glamorous, <laughs> and then became famous for her hair, which is yeah. like not tech. I mean, it's hers, but it's like right. rude. Didn't yeah. I think Marilyn Monroe also had the electrolysis on her hairline? Mm-hmm. Or she had a, um, she had like a widow's peak and got rid of it. I think. Yeah, and she um, looked horrible. <laughs> she was a hideous. This was one of my favorite facts, which is that. Charlie Chaplin's sister-in-law. She was married to Sid Chaplin. It's funny because I could not actually, like, I probably could have found her name, but I had a hard time finding her. <laughs> Everything was Mrs. Sid Chaplin. So <laughs> um, she, in 1914, sued a plastic surgeon for $100,000, which if you think about, like, what that was back then is so much money for a botched nose job. But the doctor was like, she botched it herself because she kept fucking with the bandages. <laughs> so she, like, fucked up her own nose job. And she ended up just getting... Ten thousand dollars from the insurance oh, company. Oh, that sucks. I, I mean, mean, I just feel like uh, I have, knowing nothing about this case. Yeah, I imagine that both people were at fault. I would agree. <laughs> sure. sure. Also, like, what was a nose job back exactly. then? Exactly, the nose job in nineteen fourteen. So, like, Ooh. what the fuck are you do- you breaking the nose and then yeah, blank. Like, and I'm what? sure she messed with the bandages because she was in pain and it itched festering, and all kinds of possibly. things. Yeah, festering. There's no doubt in my mind that everyone was at fault. <sighs> I found this really amazing article from. Photo Play magazine, a 1930s article. It was written in 1930, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was a 1930s article. It's called, Would You Like a New Nose? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, sure, if you're it's offering. Like, yeah. Or also just like, convince me. <laughs> um, so, Photo Play writes, What is the most frequent plastic operation in Filmland? Correcting bad noses, face doctors unhesitatingly answer. The camera has a fiendishly keen eye. It catches and magnifies defects that the human eye does not notice. And here's another thing to remember, that the average movie close-up presents a star's face 14 times magnified. (sighs) There's an exclamation point. There isn't a facial blemish or mark that can well escape that treatment. A slight bump on the nose assumes the proportions of Mount Everest. That's rude. (laughs) A button at the end of the nose, which might look merely pert, uh, to the eye, looks like a jelly donut in the close-up. <laughs> That's also rude. So rude. A tip-tilted nose, instead of being cute, looks like a rain catcher. Like, what the fuck? I just love, the article is really mean. It is. <laughs> and, like, all of it is just sort of, like, these. Extremely judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sort of, like, well, they had to do it. And then, so, Fanny Bryce, who is the uh, inspiration for Funny Girl, right? Mm-hmm. She uh, had her nose trimmed. Uh, yeah, Take Fanny Bryce. On the stage, the nose God gave her got by easily, but on the screen, well, Fanny had it trimmed a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's, they talk about B.B. Daniels, and they're like, she looked great before, but now that she had a nose job, she's prettier yet. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this. Mm. Um, Lay it on me. <laughs> well, I think, look, there are uh, people who 
um, don't get things done and look fine on the screen with like extremely interesting characteristics, sure. like a hook nose or whatever you want to call it, a, a tip tilted, <laughs> all a rain catcher for a nose. Um, my my feeling about this is that the answer is white supremacy. Yeah. I'm so totally. sorry. No, but. you're right. No. <laughs> I just think that like a lot of things happened at the same time, which was like the Disney movies and the rise of the like Aryan right and Hollywood all sort of like it happened at the same time. And, and Something what, we know nothing about right now. <laughs> I know. Time. Very unfamiliar. But like the things that they wanted to quote unquote fix were usually had to do with like ethnic features, mm-hmm. you know, and so they didn't want you to look Jewish or Italian or anything like Greek, I, like whatever it is. It's like the aesthetic of the day was an Anglo-Saxon Aryan kind of look. And so whoever didn't fit that look, then that's when you needed tweaking. Absolutely. And yeah. I, yeah. And it's like if you look at old I, – I, I read this thing about – how they illustrate like the Disney princesses versus the Disney villains and stuff. And like the witches and the villains always have like a hook nose or some kind of like sort of ethnic, (laughs) I'm using quotes here, um, feature like that. And the heroes and the princesses, I mean, it's a Eurocentric fairy tale, obviously, but um, that stuff gets like imprinted in your mindset, like as a kid watching Mm -hmm. these things. And then for, years and years and years of what's being projected on the screen as being the, like, beauty ideal. Well, it's, like, even, like, the, like, illustrated version of, like, the devil that we know is, like, an anti-Semitic caricature where it's just, like, again, like, hook nose. There was, like, always, like, rumors that Jewish people had horns. Like, just, like, really fucked up, gross stuff. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and it's also really interesting to me that, like, studios would pay for all this shit where it's just like basically you would kind of sell your life Mm -hmm. to the old Hollywood system and then they could kind of do whatever they wanted. Well, they could see they have the dollar signs in their eyes and they would say like, you know what, if you just (laughs) fix this little bump, (laughs) you can make me, you know, a million dollars. And they were right. And so it just kept perpetuating. Yeah, like those were their investments and they were just like tending to their investments, right. like well, wisely as you would, <laughs> yeah. I guess. One part of the photoplay article that I thought was so interesting, like the counter argument was not like people are beautiful as they are. Mm. It was basically saying how a lot of times casting directors would say to young women who were bad actresses, like, oh. look, like you're great, but it's just like your nose just won't look good on camera. So, you know, God bless, go find another job. And then the woman would get a nose job and come back and it would be like, all right, you are actually just a bad actress. Uh, and so it was just, it's so strange to me. I mean, it's not strange. It's just like the Hollywood, like the Golden Studio era was so screwed up. It was. Yeah. Have you ever read Kenneth Anger's Hollywood Babylon? Mm-mm. No. You know, Kenneth Anger's a director and he grew up in the system and he's just like bitching about it the whole time. <laughs> I will say he clearly hates women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. so, I've okay. watched one of his movies, so. Good to know. Yeah. You know how Charlie Chaplin like married a child and then um, basically he like groomed her and then married her when she was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up divorcing and she got a bunch of his money and the way that 
Kenneth Anger portrays this was is sort of like, well, Chaplin took her under his wing and she just used and abused him. Oh, and dear. Like, she was a kid. Oh, my God. I don't know. So that's like, you got to deal with that type of stuff. Yeah. But there is like really good dirt. And about how like a lot of times like the person who was being portrayed as like the sultry one, she mm-hmm. like the most famous ones were oftentimes like really devout Catholics in real life. Oh, right. And then like the ones who were like the pure ones were actually like slutting it up, it up <laughs> all over town. <laughs> We can jump to the 1950s, eh? Yeah, we covered why the not? old days. Sure. I mean, we talked briefly about Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and how when she was Norma Jean Baker, she looked a little different. Just, uh, a, just a little bit. She, yeah, it actually is like it's not pretty subtle. That striking. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So Given, she got nose and then jaw reconstruction. I think. I don't know. Or like a chi- a chin implant, I guess, to make it. I guess maybe she didn't have much of a chin prior. Thinking about the recovery times just makes my insides hurt. I know. Well, and it's like a good thing that the painkiller she took didn't have a negative. <laughs> <laughs> she was totally fine. Aww. No big deal. Oh, sad. I also like, I think it's interesting that plastic surgery in Hollywood is oftentimes kind of just turn into like an actress thing. Like something mm. that actresses do to like stay young and stay, you know. Like viable. Yeah. Yeah. Men get tons of plastic surgery where it's like Gary Cooper got a facelift. Dean Martin has a nose job, mm-hmm. got a nose job that he would get made fun of on stage for all the time. Like it was like <laughs> other members of the of the Rat Pack would just be like, oh, where's your old nose? Um, <laughs> Frank Sinatra got his ears pinned. Like basically like it. all of these guys got tons of shit done too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess that no matter how you spin it, the demand on women is, yeah. is way bigger. <laughs> yeah. I think in addition to the men kind of like having – in my mind, what seemed like more minor things done, there's the kind of obvious, like, the more rugged they are, the better. And mm-hmm. it's, like, manly to maybe have a scar and all these right. things that, right. like, a woman can't get a- get away with. Like crow's feet yeah. on a man. It's well, like, yeah, it's just women erase crow's feet, men embrace them, gray hair, all that bullshit. Well, and when you were saying how... Um, there are certain people who are really interesting looking who are celebrities. It was like immediately like what came to mind was like Javier Bardem mm-hmm. or, you know, like Steve Buscemi and, you know, like a lot of these kind of character actors. Or I guess Javier Bardem is not a character actor. But, but yeah. But I, I mean, when I try to think of women who fit that role, there's a much smaller <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. People I don't like, want the women to be interesting. No. <laughs> not in real life or on the screen. I mean, I guess like Charlotte Gainsbourg is pretty interesting looking. Well, I think there are totally different um, standards in of in like interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I just feel like um, who's one of my favorites? Rosie De Palma. You know, she's in all the Almodovar movies. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she has like a very distinct nose and like a just like an oblong face and just she would never work in Hollywood, but she's amazing and her face is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like intriguing to look at, but it's like, of course, she's a star in Spain. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's you like, know, it's interesting, too, in that I love faces that you can like discover new things mm-hmm. 
And I think Kate Blanchett kind of has that where it's like the longer you look at her, the more the more you find. Yeah. But for the most part, that is not I mean, like Hollywood's so risk adverse that they're not right. gonna, they're not gonna choose someone because right. they hope people will like want to look at them for a long time. Yeah. And I guess just since the beginning, they've been selling a kind of like American dream of perfection and mm-hmm. sunshine and like California beauty that you know, Italian cinema <laughs> doesn't have the same kind of history of right. or, or British or French, you know. Right. So um, it's like a newer country where literally, you know, the glossier and the more fake it is, the better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and of course, there are there's some plastic surgery that uh, is not elective. It's even, even in Hollywood. Even in Hollywood. And Margaret had a really what sounds like a horrible trapeze accident. She was appearing in a casino in Lake Tahoe. She was doing some sort of insane opening sequence, and she fell from a 22-foot platform and landed on her face. That yeah, sounds bad. They, like, thought she would die. She was in a coma for three days. Oh, my gosh. And then they had to do plastic surgery to, like, reconstruct whatever the fuck was left Ugh. from that fall. I mean, and they um, did a great job. She yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, Here's great. a tip. Don't. Go on a trapeze. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, <laughs> les- the lesson here is if someone is like, get on this trapeze at this casino, you say, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Like, I don't know. Just seems like a bad idea. I agree. A I 70s agree. casino trapeze? In like 1972. You're, just, you're, like, you're oh, asking definitely. for it. Yeah, exactly. You're asking. I mean, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to get haunted. You're going to get haunted by Anne Margaret. <laughs> Um, she's amazing in, in Tommy. You don't answer my call with even a nod or a twitch, but you gaze at your own reflection. You don't seem to see me, but I think you can see yourself. How can the mirror affect you? Yeah, she was Oscar nominated. I was reading. Um, She's very good in Bye Bye Birdie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent in Bye Bye Birdie. Good in Newsies. (laughs) No comment. Um, Yeah, um, yeah, no comment there. She's the Swedish Metalock. But also, like, that fall made her spiral into alcoholism Mm -hmm. because she was so depressed from it and the recovery was so horrible. I mean, here's the thing. When you hear about stuff like that and then you're like the people who are electing to have their bodies cut open, Mm -hmm. it just like it really doesn't sit well with me because I've never even like broken a bone. I broke my toe Mm. for which I didn't need a cast. But other than that, like I have have no broken bones. Knock on wood. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And but when you (laughs) (laughs) I've never like had pneumonia or something like that. You see people who who like are dealing with like some kind of thing that that has recovery time. You just it's like electing to do that is like why the fuck? Yeah. Why would you do that? Nightmare. I agree. Ugh. I don't know. And how, like, with butt implants, like, you can't sit down for, like, six months. I mean, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> you can't sit. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, you got to, like, let it. Are you wheeled around on, like, a dolly, like, for well, moving I mean, you stuff? you can, like, walk around. No, right. And you can, but you, like, have to lay on your stomach. You can't you really. skateboard around on your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like a little seal. <laughs> That'd be cute. Just get on a little dolly. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's insane that you would intentionally hobble yourself for, like, X amount of months to recover just for the sake of like whatevs. I, I mean, don't know. I guess it also says something about like 
the value we put on appearance. Mm, where that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people find it really worth it. Where I mean, I'm not saying if I were sitting in a movie theater and I saw my pores mm. <laughs> magnified 14 times, I probably would go spend some money on something resurfacing chemical peels sure. yeah. or sure. just like scrape yeah. it down and start over. <laughs> but I, but it's like I just think the like the lengths that I would go to would be. I smaller, think. yeah, yeah. Short, right. yeah. Also, oh my god, I read about early chemical peels. Oh no, Jesus! Um, was and it just acid? Did they it just literally like, was? <laughs> they put him in the thing that's in Who Framed Roger yes. Rabbit, like this. <laughs> Like they just like dunk yeah, it like in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just come out of skeleton. Oh my god! Um, they just regrow their skin. Skeleton. Beautiful. But they do just regrow their skin. What? Basically, it burns all of your skin off, Ugh. and then it forms like wrinkleless scar tissue. <laughs> so good on I'm, that. That's disgusting. I mean. It sounds painful. I hate that. Yes. <laughs> it sounds extremely painful and bad. And it sounds like it could like, go badly very. It just sounds like you could end up like that, uh, you know, the Jim Carrey ca- fireman character. Was <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, the good news is like cocaine was medicine. And like, you know, <laughs> you, could just, <laughs> you could get through it. It was a different oh, time. A little heroin, it's fine. It was a different. It was a different time. So healthy. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about one of my favorite celebrity stories? Please? Sure. Which is uh, how Tippi Hendren, oh yeah, mother of Melanie Griffith, star of The Birds, how she had pet lions. Oh, yes. Yes. And she was. It's like so. Just like it was the seventies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was really convinced that. Lions made good pets, hmm. and she was advocating for lions as pets. I've seen those photographs of them in the pool mm-hmm. swimming together. So beautiful. Yeah, there's all these pictures of like their home and you know Beverly Hills or wherever they are, where like young Melanie Griffith like cuddling with a lion in bed. Yeah, and, insane. Um, so sweet. Yeah, very and, like, sweet. Tibby Hendren is just in like a beautiful caftan yep. and jewelry, lounging in a pool next to a lion, and <laughs> I'm like, that's all I want. <laughs> The dream, living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: lions don't make good pets. No, oh, no, um, no. Believe Weird. it or not, <laughs> crazy. They don't take well to being domesticated. Huh? Um, who knew? <laughs> and, and so they um, ended up attacking a bunch of uh, the people who like works around the property because um, they're lions. And then she still was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to shoot a movie about, like, she like shot a movie that like involved. Mm. actors being around lions and then people got attacked on the set of the movie Uh-oh. and then her daughter got attacked so melanie griffith got attacked she got her face ripped into by a lion mm-hmm. which again should never be a pet <laughs> no nope. um, bad news and that's like what led to all of her cosmetics changes that as like a as a teen she oh so that was when she was a teen yeah she got 50 stitches to the face Ugh. as a result of the lion um the lion attack because um, her mom thought it would be cute. It's like have lions. Yeah, have lions. That's yeah. like just such a crazy thing to just be like. I'm gonna try. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but yeah, like, who knows? You know this what could work? I'm just gonna like put my kids around this lion just because if I don't do it, who will? I mean, I guess in a way, I feel impressed that she survived and then was also like, I want my face to be on a movie screen. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna marry Don Johnson. <laughs> Again, I think she like met him as a teenager yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we got, we got Dakota. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all worth it. It's all worth it. <laughs> all worked out. I mean, and it's not like she like, I don't think she like stopped with the surgery there. I think she, uh, Melanie yeah, kept going. Yeah. Yep. That was it. That was her gateway drug. Oh yeah. God. Her nest. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> It's all our mom's fault. Uh, I think it's so – I think her friendship with Kris Jenner always comes as a surprise to me. Like, they're, like, best friends. Are they? What? Yes. I'm surprised I didn't know at learning this. On Instagram, every now and then, it's just like, me and my best friend Melanie. You know, like, they're super close, which I – it just throws me through a damn loop every time. That is She's weird. in some of my favorite movies, but I actually, like, cannot stand her acting. Yeah. It's a very weird place to be. I mean, so plastic surgery does not always have the intended effect on one's career mm. that they – it's true. I, mean, I guess I said intended, but uh, <laughs> they would hope for where I think like most famously Jennifer Grey mm-hmm. of Dirty Dancing and Ferris Bueller. Joel um, Grey's daughter. Joel Grey's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a very prominent nose and then and was doing well. She was going to she was a major teen star in the 80s. Yep. Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Yep. She's had two nose jobs. Her first one was necessary. For I forget why. So you tell me. So, <laughs> and then the second one was cosmetic to like, and now her face is, I mean, she, it looks entirely different. She's unrecognizable. She's unrecognizable. So I remember seeing an interview her with her. Yeah. I remember seeing an interview with her, even though, and then I was like looking for it, but I couldn't find it. But I remember seeing an interview where she was on a talk show and she was talking about sitting in the theater with a friend and watching herself on screen mm. and like she and her friend kept going A and J, B and J, A and J, B and J, because she had the nose job during the movie and it was after nose job and before nose job. Oh my <laughs> oh, different in a couple of scenes. Oh wow. Um but I also found this quote which I thought was really great and kind of heartbreaking, which she said, I went into the operating theater a celebrity and came out anonymous. Mm. It was like being in a witness protection program or being invisible. I remember going to a restaurant where I'd been going for years. I ran into people I knew and would say, hey, nothing. I'll always be this once famous actress nobody recognizes because of a nose job. She calls it the nose job from hell. Wow. It's kind of sad. That is. And she did have other projects, but she just never. Yeah, I think she's on something now. She was on a couple of different television shows in the, like, aughts. Yeah. And then she was on Dancing with the Stars. That's right. She played herself on a sitcom. That was very, I mean. Called It's Like You Know. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and they, like, I remember the first episode was, like, just, like, nose job joke. Nose job joke. Right. Nose job joke. But yeah, I mean, like you watch Dirty Dancing and she's so cute. She's mm-hmm. so cute. I mm-hmm. mean, as Ferris Bueller's sister, I loved her. Yes. I loved her. Genie. I also saw while I was trying to look this up, this is just a random aside. So I saw her on Johnny Carson and he was like saying, you know, I've had your father on before. And she said, yeah, the last time he was here, he came and sang a song without pants on. Yeah, he told me he was on his show. I said, you know, what should I talk about? What should I do? He yeah. said, did he give you some advice or something? Well, you know, he said, well, I don't know what you should do. Last time I was there, I went out and sang a ballad in a tuxedo with no pants. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? So then I looked that up. <laughs> and there's, like, video. Everyone should go look up the YouTube video of Joel Grey singing on Johnny Carson wearing just, like, a suit jacket with no pants. What? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Will do. It's very clear. Our love is here to stay. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame that Jennifer Grey's 
career, sort of. Also, she looks fine. Like, she, right. Yeah, she looks fine. She just, she just doesn't looks look different. Like exactly. Yeah. She just looks like a different person. Yeah, it's weird the way your eyes and your brain process that because it's like when you see her, you really just don't know who it is. Yeah. yeah. And even seeing her new face over and over, like it's still somehow like doesn't have like a memorable. I just feel like even yeah. seeing her, I'm like, oh wait, who who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, breast implants, which <laughs> yes, crack me up. I think back in in like the nineties and the eighties, fake boobs were like beach balls. Yeah, they were very circular, round implants. orbs that sort of sat higher than was natural or necessary. It's so strange too because it's one of those things where you're like, oh, what was in back then? And mm-hmm. it's like baby tees <laughs> and, and like low cut uh low cut jeans mm-hmm. and round boobs. <laughs> like it's it's totally. just so weird. Jane Marie, who writes for us sometimes, has a, a theory about how men are mostly attracted to the, the women who they, like, saw when they first started watching porn. Mm. Oh. And so, like, men oh, in, like, God. their 30s and 40s really like, like, a 70s porno body, which is, like, a little more natural mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And he, she was like, your generation's fucked because they, like, all <laughs> – she's like, all of them just, like, watch, like, Jenna Jameson and that type of shit. Mm. And she was like, that's where they first oh, got their God. I mean, I was at the beach the other day and this woman sitting in front of me had the most insane like vintage fake boobs I've seen in a long time. They were like up around her chin. They were very round and like the bathing suit was like barely on. Like they were the bathing suit was not touching like the bottom half of her body and I just no. kept staring at them cuz I was like, "Wow, like if you if you took the top off, like they're just going to be hair it just it was very strange as a woman who has like regular boobs it was a very (laughs) weird thing to see to compare to one thing i never realized and that's i think it's true to this day with with implants is that you have to replace them every 10 years that's every 10 years you have to do that surgery oh otherwise like you'll notice sometimes women get a thing where they fold like their skin folds in the middle of their chest and that's like because like their boob jobs have like gone south yeah, there are definitely a whole bunch that are expiring right now as yes. we speak. <laughs> There's like a batch. I'm just like think, yeah, I just think about all those, oh, so many, like Tara Reed and yeah. some oh, of those other, Tara like, jobs. you know, people. That, yeah. Where you can just, like, see the top. Yeah. That's very strange. You can see the shape of the implant underneath and the skin and, I don't know, it just seems like bad news. Well, and that, I, I, I recently saw a picture of... Um, Kelly Ben Simone, who is Gilles Ben Simone's ex-wife mm. and a Real Housewife of New York, formerly, and it was a picture of her bending down at a cafe, and Uh-oh. she like wasn't wearing a bra, and so you could kind of see the underside of her breast, and there was just a huge scar, like an Ugh. implant scar, and it's just, I guess now they've like kind of found workarounds for that that are all disgusting to describe. Is it like a nipple removal? Yeah, or they can <sighs> even do it like through the belly button, <sighs> like push it up, which. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because they've gotten so much more natural looking and feeling and that Mm -hmm. now it's like a teardrop shape Um, and you can get like saline or silicone or, Mm. you know. I watch Botched and (laughs) 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 and I see how they like 
shove those things in and they are not gentle. Yeah, no. I and mean, I just don't want anybody treating my body like that. That's Paul and Terry, too. They're the ones who should know how to do it. <laughs> Ugh. Um, one of my sister's friends has a boob job, and the last time she was visiting, I was like, your boobs look different. She's like, yes, I had them done. I was like, wow, they look incredible, and she let me touch one. I don't know what I was expecting, but what I felt felt like a boob. It felt like a little harder than a boob, but it felt yeah. like I did like a compare and contrast, and it <laughs> felt like I was like, oh, okay. With your own. Yes, I like had one hand on my boob, and I was like, all right. <laughs> but it was still like, I mean, they've really, I guess they've really come a long way, because it looked, she just looked like she had really great boobs. I mean, I honestly think like if I ever have a have a kid, mm. I think I would I would want a new a new set after. Really? Oh, well, it's just like I don't want to like it's like this kid gets to fuck up my entire body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if I ever have a kid, I'm getting a a lift, a breast lift, right? Because I feel like they'll just be like by my ankles, and I just want them just back up just a yeah. little bit, just I like don't a know. nibble. So um, I, I, talk I mean, to me when you guys have your drainage tubes in. Oh, okay. Well, the truth is, I will make the baby's father pay for it. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. I'm not paying for that shit. <laughs> um, so I, this is a thing I really want to talk to Dadai about, don't I? Yes. Um, I want to talk about like the Disney machine. Oh my gosh! And kids who go through the Disney machine, how they oftentimes come out in the end. Mm. <laughs> Some slight modifications. I know. This is my. I have had a working theory about this for a long time. As you know, I used to work at a teen magazine. I have no evidence. Please don't sue me. <laughs> this is all a theory. But I do. I believe that that you know the way that the Mouseketeer machine was working was that they'd identify these kids who had talent. And then they'd bring them in and groom them. And then a lot of times that included getting a little fix up. Mm. and Like a little tune up. Yeah. And it just a lot of people who are in the same class of, uh, you know, of the <laughs> Mickey Mouse or whatever you want to call it. Timberlake, Christina, Aha. Brittany, Gosling. Gosling was mm. the one that really shocked it shocked yeah. me. But then you actually look at side yeah. by side. You and look you're at like, the oh, old yeah. photos and you're like, wow, he, he this is how he became a star. He got his nose fixed. Brittany and Christina, I think, went to the same surgeon, if you ask me, because sure. I feel like it's very similar. Timberlake, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I mean allegedly, theoretically, <laughs> in my own estimation. Um You can't sue Dodai's eyes. <laughs> But, you know, it's like they would um, make a lot of money on, in one age demographic um, on the Disney Channel and with those records and Radio Disney and things like that. And then they would kind of like graduate to another record label. But that record label was usually still owned by Disney. Mm. It was just making adult pop music, adult right. but like teen. And there's no reason to believe that they, you know, they meaning <laughs> the mouse machine wouldn't. <laughs> You know, protect their investment the way you're talking yeah. about the studios. It's that kind of thing where it's like if you saw Justin in NSYNC and you were like, yeah, he's cute, blah, blah, blah. And then like time goes by and then he comes out with his solo project and you're like, oh, my God, like he's he hot. is hot. Right. And then it's like, well, yeah, like look at his nose before <laughs> <laughs> and look at his nose now. Sure. Um, Zach Efron. I was oh, thinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. His yeah. old nose. His old nose and his old teeth. Like he was never going to be a star. <gasps> teeth. Sorry, just saying. <laughs> I mean, you and, don't have to say sorry because, like, he's doing fine. He's fine. He's, he's, he's okay. Totally he has fine. abs up to his chin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, they also worked very hard and they, you know, did vocal training mm. and dancing mm-hmm. and all these other calling things. calling them talentless. No. It's just saying that they had some help. With, I believe that they, I believe the that they had some help. And if it wasn't, 
you know, coming from the corporate dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was coming from like an insider who knew that that would help them achieve. I, yeah. I, really, yeah. I really believe it. I think plastic surgery has gotten so much better in that it's such subtle changes that it's kind of one of those things where you're like, did they? No. I did. You know, where I think that that is what they benefit from a lot, where it's not something where they go into the hospital and then come out looking completely different. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Well, and I I think probably, um, you know, the younger fans aren't even thinking about that. They don't even even consider that to be, like, it's not on their radar, you know? So when Mary Kane Ashley went from, like, oh, we're adorable little munchkins Mm. on this thing to being, like, beautiful... Like, chic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look at their noses before. Well, they were never that adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I just they mean were. like as like as babies, they were like mm, a little touch and go. <laughs> a little touch and go. A little, there a little for a chimpy. While. A little yeah. chimpy. <laughs> <laughs> like a manchichi. They did actually yeah. look like manchichi. It's okay. <laughs> and but I mean, whoever did their noses did a great job. I mean, now that's always very... the sign of good work is when it's subtle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're like, oh god, you look amazing. I just, yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, uh, you know, it's fine, but it's also, I still think it's tied to the, to the, you know, white supremacy thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, so many of the stars who are black and got nose jobs, it just kind of, like, hurts my feelings a little bit because it really is, like, trying to adhere to a standard of beauty that is not realistic and, you know— I mean, I just, I wonder, I don't know really what she's going to look like when she grows up, but like Halle Berry's kid is not going to have Halle Berry's nose. And mm, that, right. it's like, what are you telling your child, mm-hmm. you know? The standard of beauty is also, it's arbitrary, you know? Right. It's like the thing where it's like, it needs to be shifted and it can be shifted, but it's not going to be if people keep That's right. Modifying yeah. If you're perpetuating bodies. it. Right. Yeah, that's right. And I think we're in a time now actually where people are feeling open to that kind of thing and you're Mm -hmm. seeing more different types of beauty being Mm -hmm. celebrated and after a long time of of a very specific kind of like this symmetrical pert nose pretty you're seeing more you know diversity in terms of um skin tone and nose type and lips and Mm -hmm. all those things yeah but i think on the other hand you're also seeing a lot more plastic surgery and people being open about it yeah and you know, kids doing like Instagram filters and stuff like that, which is fine. But, you know, like when I was a kid, you didn't have an Instagram filter. So like the way that you look in photos is like, deal with it. Like, like right. that's what you get. Face. Like, <laughs> you got a bad school photo. You <laughs> yeah. just have like, that bad school photo. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but it definitely it introduces into your psyche the concept of like upgrading changing contouring mm. yeah. like the possibility yeah like the pot like that that your face is not like the con- you can go beyond the contours and the boundaries of like That's what right. you actually look like so there is more possibility for you so as a 15 year old you could be like i want my lips done right because me- like because kylie, kylie has <laughs> because kylie gets her fucking lips done right well um, and now that like the kardashians like cosmetic dermatologist is kind of a celebrity in his own right oh, yeah. where it's like yeah. Simon Orion who does all of their work he does the Hadid's work he mm. does all of basically like any LA celebrity he's probably gotten his hands on mm-hmm. um like he gets interviewed about how proud he is that like he's changed the you know aesthetic landscape with Kylie and it's so sad 
Yeah. It's How like old is she now? 20. 20. She just she turned just, 20. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram because he shows the procedures a lot. Oh, and yeah. I just find it really interesting. Yeah. Because he'll do things like he does things where he like makes people's hands look young again. Oh, yeah. Um, which always used to be like the tell is mm-hmm. the hands. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of like fat transfer stuff, which is one of those things the celebrities can say, I haven't had plastic surgery. Uh, it's like I've gotten. But it's like, right. I mean, I think like Iggy Azalea is a good example of that. Kim Kardashian too, like her, she I think it's butt fat transfers into her butt, and then that's why you see it collapse, which is like what happens when that pick those pictures of Kim's butt, yeah, or with like I know Iggy too, where it's like it yeah. shifts because it's fat, so it moves around in your body, but then it's like you see actual butt implants and they look insane too. I feel like in the nineties, mm, yeah, like turn of the century, there was a. Big, not a big trend, but sort of this like alternative trend toward body modification where people mm. started getting like different things pierced and like yeah. gauges in your ears and like tattooing became really big and more mainstream and, you know, piercing places of your body that you didn't usually yeah, pierce. Like a, a Monroe. Like, yeah. And I just, and it's like that kind of philosophy of like, this is my body and I'll do what I want. I do support, and I think that's really powerful, but it's like when it's in the confines of this is what society deems attractive, mm-hmm. right, is when it becomes, even if it is what you want, but it's like the parameters are so weird and yeah, narrow. And, yeah, and just like determined by strangers. Right, yeah. This is what the look is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. And just like we were talking about the round boobs of the aughts, it's like uh, are Kylie's lips going to be, you know, the like, look of 2016 or what I mean I don't know well I mean and I'm sure this conversation sounds very judgmental at times and yes. we are being judgmental I yes. guess but also I do think it's important to talk about like what famous people do to look the way they do yeah because again it's like you are a 16 year old girl and you're looking at Instagram and you're asking yourself why you don't look this way or a 30 year old yeah. woman or, yeah, I was gonna say or me <laughs> or like me this morning um, so it's like one of those things like, where it's oh why is her everything so perfect and it's right. like well there was a lot like Which it was a team exactly. yeah a team was involved yeah there's like a binder with like notes about how her face looks like that I yeah know. so I don't know it like it's sometimes it's like it seems mean but at the same time it seems like very important to reveal just how much work goes into this so thank you Dodai for joining us thank you for having me this was a lovely conversation I love talking about this stuff please feel free to tweet me before and after photos of people (laughs) yes for real really honestly every time I'm like I am not 100% sure I send it to you and you're like well what they had was a slimming and a (laughs) consult Dodai for all of your plastic surgery celebrity concerns it's always satisfying assessments Um, she's an expert and it'll make you feel better about your own face that's right that's right I'm here to help. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Dodi Stewart. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Treese. Monona Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at Jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.